world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. All right, how many of you sent an email yesterday? How many of you did it? Bunch of big talkers out there. Need some doers. I don't care if you live in Oklahoma. I don't care if you live in Tennessee. I don't care if you live in bum whatever Egypt. It's easy to send an email. Send an email. Now, some people said they had some trouble doing it. Uh, I think it's probably, trouble's probably on your end would be my guess. I I uh, blind carbon copied everyone and it went through on my end but we need to don't listen don't email them a second time you don't have to do that everybody just send them one email say coach what are you talking about i'm talking about the fact that we have an opportunity to wake up our team to do do good and everything is it's all the all the stars have aligned with us and the point is this they're going to try to make they're going to try to sneak homo whatever, into the curriculum. They're going to bring a flag, fly a flag, right? And we're going to sit back, and then we're going to try to get the flag out of there. And we're just all, we're always, be, we're always behind it. And yesterday, I posted for all of you. I don't know if we're, I don't have it up here today. The Supreme Court has already ruled. Friends, are you listening to me? The United States Supreme Court has already ruled that if they put up a gay flag, they have to put up another flag. They cannot, but... The school board cannot selectively put up flags that they agree with or approve of. They cannot do that. But shirtless, thanks. Good catch here, Johnny. Shirtless versus Boston. You can't do that. Nine zero. Nine zero. And so, look, <laughs> this is so simple. Just send them an email. Say, follow the daggone law, will you? Will you follow the law? And if you haven't done it, uh, look, look. I don't know why some of you had some trouble yesterday. Just go to the Liberty Action Network and click on it, and all the emails are there. Send them in, send them individually if you have to. But we need everybody to do that, please. Okay, everybody do that. Now I got ten people want to jump in here real quick at the beginning, so I'll let Mel in because I know she wants to. She's running the Liberty Action Network. There's a school board meeting tonight that we would like to have some people show up. Say, Coach, I live in San Diego. Why are you talking about this? Sorry, get something going in San Diego, and we'll help you. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Mel. Yeah, thanks, Coach. So this is a, an easy action to do. It's important to support Jr. and his team, um, the Natural Family Foundation. They're trying to push, you know, minority interest flags in this school. So just send send an email. I sent one yesterday very easily. I clicked on the the email and I sent it to the superintendent, and I just, you know, you know, encouraged them to. To, to, not, to not do that and to, to only, you know, do the U.S. state and school flags. Let's get back to education. They're breaking the law. They're, I yeah. don't care if they're getting back to education or not. They're breaking the law. Well, everybody just say whatever they feel like they want to say in their email. Just, you know, support Jim and his team. And um, it, it's an easy thing to do. Go to the libertyactionnetwork.com. 
click on the events and this is an upcoming event because it's happening this evening so it's called operation squirrel and it's an easy action to do Let, let's give them prayer coverage too there's a prayer that is in the the event that was created by intercessors for america for this action so let's let's do this let's this is what we do so let's do it together father we come before you under the shed blood of jesus christ our personal savior lord and king father we Declare Ephesians 6, 12, Matthew 18, 18. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, Lord. We wrestle against principalities and powers. And you said, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Lord, block it now. We bind it and block it in Jesus' name. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we bind, block the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness this, this age. We block the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, and we render them harmless and ineffective against the natural family foundation, their team. We cast you out from them. We loosen the blood. We loosen the blood. We release the blood of Jesus to flow into the natural family foundation and their team to do a great mighty work. We unstop that dam that's been holding back the power of God. We cover them and their households with the blood of Jesus for the safekeeping protection. Lord, we pray right now for supernatural courage for members of that school board, Lord. We declare and release Isaiah 11, 1 through 3 over the Natural Family Foundation, their team, as they present at Big Walnut School District. May they not lean under their own understanding, but seek you, Father. Isaiah 11, verse uh, 1 through 3 says, There shall come from a rod the stem of... There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, spirit of counsel and might, spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. We make this declaration in Jesus' name. We pledge to support the restoration and concept of the natural family. We believe the family is the foundation of all strong societies in the United States. We believe the natural family consists solely of one biological-born man, one biological-born woman committed in a lifelong monogamous relationship to include the biological and or adopted children. We commit to work with others to strengthen this concept, and we will do everything within our power to encourage the growth of the natural family to put in the prominent place it must occupy in order for for us to uh, republic to continue to be great and greatest nation on earth. Amen. 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 We're going to tell our children, amen. Married, stop shacking up, stop sleeping around. Shack. Don't quit shacking up. Let's start making those stands in our own neighborhoods, in our own homes. If we expect the Lord to bless, bless our work. Amen. Thanks, Jr. Thanks, Mel. Send them again. If you didn't send one, send it again. Send it again. I'm going to promise you the homos, the homo group's going to be there tonight. And it starts at 6:30, Jr. And is it on this here, Mel? Is it? Does it tell them where to go here, Jr.? Uh, and um, yes, on that slide. Okay, right there. The nurses right. there. One one Six. thing, Coach, and I'll let you get to the get to what, whoever wants to get in. This is about a gay what a gay pride flag. It's a gay. It's they say it's a gay pride flag. This is not about equality. No about acceptance. This is about endorsement. And Jr., I'll I'll throw the first thousand dollars in to hire a lawyer to sue them if they pass it. All right. I think they're going to do the right thing, Coach. But thank you. I think they are too. Amen. I know they are. Thanks, Jr. Glenn, come on in, Glenn. Yeah, I did get a uh, response from a Stephen Fuji, one of the board members. So. uh, 
So, so it's good. You, you need to send them to every board member in addition to the superintendent. So yeah. um, try it again if it didn't go through. Uh, just, uh, you know, do it individually if you have to. Uh, I just wanted to remind everybody uh, of the those that are interested in attending Tim Tuber's Bible study. It's tonight at 7 p.m. I did put the link uh, in the chat uh, way at the beginning, so you might have to scroll back. Uh, but it's tonight at 7 p.m. Thank you, Glenn. Some of us will uh, be at the, I'll do my best to get up there, JR, at the board meeting tonight. And not if not, you can sit around and do that. Hey, Jay, uh, uh, Craig, any word on what happened over there in Dubai? Got any update on that at all? Anybody know anything? They didn't come to agreement. They didn't come to agreement. Praise the Lord. That's coming down. That lie of global warming. Guys, do you remember when it used to be acid rain? You, you remember that? Didn't it start out as acid rain? And then it became, what did it become after acid rain? It, it, it just, Boom. it was acid rain. And then the next thing you know, it was Earth Day. And then the next thing you know is, huh? Folks, and this is nothing more than the demonic Mother Earth, stronger and more powerful than Father God. It's, it's all just the same battle, just in different appearances. That's all it is. Gino, what are you going to say? Well, I was just going to say that the news is kind of making it look like, though, that it was a positive that came out of it. Oh, yeah, well, and they all agreed that we need to cut CO2, but yeah. I did not hear that anywhere. No, they all agree that America needs to cut CO2. <laughs> yes. That's what they mean. huh? They want to take us. They don't want to elevate the world. They want to take us back to, to uh, that standard in dark Africa. That's where they want all of us, right? Because that, that, then they're going to be able to control us. Myra, how's your broken leg? Myra broke her leg yesterday. Uh, for God's grace, the Lord is going to heal me very quickly. They told me six weeks, but I believe it's going to be sooner. And uh, God is in control. Thank you so much, everybody, for the prayers. You can still work and everything, right, Myra? Yes, because I do telehealth. Okay, okay. Yes, cool. amen. I'm going to show you this because I'm kind of I'm kind of ticked off today. I'm kind of ticked off. See, we're with, we're without excuse. Hey, Spencer, get that number number two up. And I'm going to warn you, friends, this is graphic. You may not want to watch it. Okay, listen. No, that's not it. That's not the one I want. Or is it? Scroll down. See if there's in one. Scroll down. Oh, no, let's say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, folks, this is abortion. That's graphic. Okay. Now, this, I'm showing you this. This lady's uh, uh, Boo Kovinek. She's a lefty, God-hating liberal running for president. Of the United States, so she can show what abortion really is. This is amazing, really. Huh? Look, they're turning on each other, folks. They're turning on each other. She's a God-hating, atheistic, liberal who thinks abortion is wrong. And she's running for... See, if you're running for a federal office, they cannot censor your commercials. They can't. They can't censor. So she's saying she's running for president night so she can show... Things like this. Go ahead. Hide your eyes. Hide your, hey, by the way, this is going on with your tax dollars, with your approval, with your Republican Party not saying a damn thing about it, right? Hmm? Yeah. The Supreme Court said this is against the law. There's no right to this. And we continue to do it. And, and then we said, Lord, bless us, Lord. Bless us, Lord. Are you, are you? Lord, will you bless us? God bless America. Go ahead, play this. 
I'm a secular progressive activist. Last year, I recovered the remains of these five babies from an all-term abortion center in Washington, D.C. These are the faces of a genocide supported by Joe Biden and my own Democratic Party. We can provide for the working class and resist this extremism. I am challenging you to never vote for a pro-choice Democrat again. I'm Teresa Bakovinak, pro-life Democrat, running for President of the United States, and I approve this message. You'd think the Republican Party'd be running those commercials, wouldn't you? Uh, wouldn't you think so? No, 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 no. Because can I tell you why? Because for the most part, American conservatives are pro uh, pro-life with exceptions. Pro-life with exceptions. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be all over the place today. I'm going to try to behave. I'm going to try to behave. So, Craig, the thing broke up over there in Dubai. They didn't get settled on anything. Luckily, yada, yada, yada. All of our money's going out the window, going out the door. We're sending it to the Ukraine. We're sending it to Israel. We're killing people. We're bombing people. We're killing all the bad. It's it's like I'm, it's like unbelievable what's going on. Like, we just we sit around. We, uh, <laughs> the church I'm talking about, right? See, I still believe the church is the one is the answer to the prayer. Oh, I got so much stuff with you. Can I can I go somewhere with you? Okay. Hey, look. I'm going to say this again. I said it yesterday. I don't know what I believe. I don't know what I believe. But I I spent some time again yesterday taking what they have told me is the truth, and they can't prove it. So if they can't prove it. What do they call that? Somebody out there smarter than me. If they can't prove evolution, what do they call it? A theory. A theory. Theory. If they can't prove there's a rapture, what do they call it? Come on. What do they call it? A lie. No. It's also a theory. It's a theory. Or they might call it theology. They might call it theology, but it's a theory. By the way, Johnny, that would be good. Pull up for us, Mr. Webster. What does he say a theory is? See, people get uncomfortable because I question these theories. I just question these theories. I don't know what I believe. A theory is a speculation, a doctrine or scheme of things, which terminates in speculation or contemplation without a view to practice. In other words, it's a theory that they can't prove. Oh, my goodness. The science distinguished from the arts is a theory and practice of medicine. Theory is distinguished from hypothesis. A theory is founded on an inferences drawn from principles which have been established on independent evidence, independence evidence. A hypothesis is a proposition assumed to account for certain phenomena and has no other evidence of its truth than that it affords a satisfactory explanation of those phenomena. In other words, transgenderism is nothing more than a theory. They have no evidence of it, and they are teaching us theories as if they're true, including in the church. It's based, as Randy just put in there, based on assumptions. And I'm here to tell you that there are many things that we are believing that there is no proof of. Now, hang on. That's not all bad because it takes faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So there are many things that we can never, ever prove. But if theories were true, then we wouldn't have all of this denominationalism, would we? 
If there really was a pre-tribulation rapture and it could be proven, would we be having this argument? No, we say, well, coach, that has to be by faith. Yes, it has to be by faith. Faith in who? John Darby? Left Behind series? Faith in who? See, some of you get nervous. I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's very, very, very dangerous. Just like we taught the theory of evolution to our children. Look what, look what that's gotten. Look where that has gotten us, right? What about the theory of, pick, pick whatever you want to, dispensationalism, Armenianism, Catholicism. Pick your theory. That's all religion is for the most part, is acting upon theories, assumptions. We believe this. Wow. I appreciate you guys hanging with me out there, not getting too mad and walking away from me. I'm just trying to, I just want to know what the truth is. Is anybody with me out there? I just want to know the truth. And then I want to believe it. And it's the theory of climate change. That's right, Brett. They're throwing all these theories at us. They just had that meeting in Dubai over what? A theory of global warming. A theory. It's a theory. There's no proof to it. And how about the theory of COVID? How about the theory of Paul said the germ theory? These things, they call them theory. What's a theory? A speculation, a doctrine. But see, they teach us doctrines, theories. Belief, proof, it's not proven. It's not proven. And you know why? Because those who hate Christ believe their theories more than we believe the truth. Myra, boom, that, that'd be a boom since Vinny's not here. Give me a boom on that one, would you? They, they are wedded to their lives. They are wedded to their lives. Yes, Paul, creation is self-evident. It's self-evident. And who's dropped the ball on it? Can I, what, what do you guys think? The average, what would be the percentage of Christians who believe the theory of evolution? Anybody have an idea what that, what, what that would be? The number of Christians who believe we evolved from monkeys. Would anybody wager a guess what that would be? I don't know. I don't know. More, more than half. More, I'd say at least half, probably more than half. Christians who believe in Jesus Christ for their salvation don't believe he created them, believe it came through evolution. That's how, that's how, see, why? Because don't forget, evil men have crept in unawares. Oh, what's up here? Johnny, I'm going to give you a pay raise. John just put up there, according to various sources, the number of Christians who believe in evolution varies depending on the source. A 2005 Pew Research found that 70% of evangelical believe that living organisms have not changed since their creation, while only 31% of Catholics and 32% of mainline Protestants shared this opinion. What? So at least a third of Christians don't believe in creationism. What? What? In the Ukraine, 54% of the respondents accepted the theory of evolution. Christians, while 34% deny the theory of evolution and claim that humans have always existed in their present form. White mainland Protestants are the only Christians who were consistent in their response to both question formats with at least 83%, I mean 70% of white Christians don't believe in evolution. Christians now. In the U.S., 40% of Americans believe in creationism. 40% of Americans believe in creationism while almost 60% of Christians believe in creationism, and less 10% believe in natural 
evolution. Johnny, you get a you get an A for Dave able to grab that. Folks, this is the church. This is the body of Christ. We're allowing them, see, we're allowing them to teach our children unpro- we're allowing them to teach as fact to our children theories. Theories. And then we 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 talk about it from a biblical perspective. There is some confusion over the rapture, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, whatever. I'm going to tell you this. Whatever the theory is in your church, your pastor is going to say, we got it right. There's other folks, they got it wrong. We got it right. They got it wrong. Yes, people will kill over dispensationalism, Arminianism. So that's why I come here every every day, because I'm telling you again, as I've told you before, I don't know. I don't know. I know that. I, can I show you a video? Can I show you a video without you getting mad? I saw this this morning. I said, are you kidding me? This is me. It's number five, Johnny. It's number five. Because this is what, uh, what's this guy's name? Somebody help me. I can't, I can't think of his name. Uh, Jeff Durbin. Jeff Durbin. Jeff Durbin. Pastor in Phoenix, coach. Okay, thank you, Rand. Now, folks, I don't know his theology. I don't care about his theology, but I want you to listen just to the point he makes here, okay? This is about five or six minutes, right? Look, 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 look. Don't try to defend, don't try to defend your rapture. Don't try to defend your stop right now. Don't try to defend your, your theory. And just listen to what he says. And see if th- this is what happened to you, because it happened to me. This was the best understanding of what my, of my foundational belief in Christianity when I first got saved, the theology that was given to me, and I didn't know any different. I didn't know there was Darbyism and and I, I didn't know a dispensation. I didn't know any of that. And the pastor that I was under said, "Well, this is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth." And most people believe it. So look, this is this video here is not about the rapture, please. It's about how play it. You know it as a Left Behind series. It's a new view in history. Um, it's about 200 years old. And this particular view of eschatology, uh, we have things like the secret rapture, we have seven years of tribulation, and then the kingdom comes and arrives, thousand year literal reign of Christ on earth, all of that. And sometimes you have even that split up. You have people who are pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib. What I want to say is, uh, what if that's all wrong? What if the popular view today in the West of dispensational premillennialism and the secret rapture, seven years of tribulation, what if the in the history of the church, no one had any idea of that? What if that only started in the 19th century in the West? Because that's true. This view didn't exist in the mind of the church before the 19th century. So it's a new view. What if it's all wrong? What if actually there are Christians historically who never saw that at all in the Bible? What if, what if the Bible actually doesn't teach that particular view of eschatology? You see, when we think about the impact of this view, we can hear people saying, popular teachers that believe that, saying things like this, why bother polishing brass on a sinking ship? That's what they say. Like, what's the purpose of actually working and laboring in the world to, um, you know, 
and the fulfillment of the prayer, Father, hallowed be your name, your name be holied all over the world. Your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. You know, what if what if um, we believe that actually at any moment we're just going to be raptured out of here and, you know, it really doesn't matter what happens in the world because the world's going to hell in a handbasket. You know, why bother doing anything in the world? I mean, that actually does change the way we live in the world. And I wanted to say this, uh, for those of you guys who are hearing this, maybe hearing us for the first time, this is really important. Um, I, when I first came to Christ and heard, when I first heard the gospel, I wasn't raised in a Christian church, not in a Christian community. Uh, I knew very, very, very little about the Bible at all. And the first um, Bible study that I ever went to in my life was um, at youth group. I was about 16, 17 years old. And I walked into the room, I'll never forget it, and everyone's in the room. And the TV was playing a video, a very terrible movie from like the 1970s. And it was on the tribulation. And so when I first um, entered into my experience in the church, I just assumed this is just the truth. This is what the Bible teaches. Why? Because this is what all these Christians believe in. This is is the story. This really terrible movie from the 70s, right? Awful graphics and all that stuff. Like this, this is what's supposed to happen. Then I went to Bible college. And in Bible college, this is what I was taught. I was taught dispensational premillennialism. I was taught the secret rapture and pre-trib. I was taught seven years of tribulation. Of course, I worked with friends who were mid-trib, post-trib. I went to Borders Books and Music every time I got the chance to go and get a copy of the Jerusalem Post because the Borders Books and Music would always have this section where they had like newspapers from all over the world. So you can go there and you can pick up like a newspaper from from a country in Africa or from somewhere in South America or you can you know get the Jerusalem Post. So I used to always go there to get the Jerusalem Post to see what were the happenings in Jerusalem and how soon would we be raptured. I was looking for that. I read how Lindsay like he was my my family member, like he was a best friend. I read him all the time. I watched the um, the report he used to give weekly. What was it called? What was that show called? The Tribulation Report? I forget what it was. Like a news report from Hal Lindsey. Um, Tim LaHaye was my homeboy. I mean, I read his books all the time. Loved that view. That's what I believed so deeply that I had moments. I remember one in particular where I was reading the Left Behind series at about, I think, 19 years old um, outside of my apartment at the pool Reading Left Behind series, closed it. I was so excited. I was just wishing myself into rapture. Lord, any moment, any moment. That's all I could think about. all I could talk about. I just wanted to get out of here as soon as possible. The world is evil and has fallen and there's sin. I just can't wait to be taken out of this thing. It impacts your labor in the world. If you see the world going to hell in a handbasket, if you see that all this is just going to get burned up anyways, what's the point? The church is going to have to get rescued out of this. Then it affects how you minister in the world. Do you see the kingdom of God and the work of Jesus in history like the Apostle Paul? In 1 Corinthians 15, where when he gives the gospel message, he says that Jesus came, died, buried, and he rose again. He appeared. And then he says that he must reign. And then he quotes Psalm 110.1, the most popular verse in the New Testament, drawn from the Old Testament by the inspired writers of the New Testament. Capture that. This is God's favorite Bible verse, apparently, because it's used the most in the New Testament. Well, when Paul refers to it as he is explaining the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15, he says he must reign until he's placed all of his enemies under his feet as a footstool for his feet. And then the last enemy to be defeated is death. 
So Paul refers to Psalm 110.1. He says that it's a present reality. Jesus is on that throne at the right hand of the Father in the position of authority as the Messiah. He is reigning now and he must reign until every enemy is placed under his feet as a footstool for his feet. And then the last enemy to be defeated is death. So for Paul, it's all enemies defeated by Jesus and then finally death is defeated. So the resurrection, according to Paul takes place after Jesus has put all of his enemies as a footstool for his feet. Paul says Jesus is reigning now. On what throne? On the Messiah's throne. On David's throne. So he is presently ruling as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Not kind of. Not sort of. Almost. Maybe. But really. Now, folks, is this just an eschatological view? Is it just a view? Well, okay. Okay. But he's saying... Not all Christians believe the same things, folks. Not all of us do. Why? Because they are theories. Theories, right? Theories. So I, he said one, put up Psalm 110. One, Psalm 110. Go to Bible Gateway, whatever, Johnny. Psalm 110. No, 110. 110. I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. He's doing that right now. <laughs> I think, but again, that's theological, right? Look, folks, I don't, I'm not trying to... Boom. I don't come in here and try to upset anybody's theology. I, I'm telling you, I really don't. Sometimes I uh, say to myself or say to the Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to start. I don't want to open that can of worms. I don't want to. But I come back to where I started a lot of times. Whatever you believe right now, somebody taught you, taught it to you. Somebody taught it to you. And the fact that you've believed it your whole life doesn't make it true. Doesn't make it true. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this one. Randy, somebody out there, I say Randy because I just saw something Randy posted. When uh, Jesus said, Mount of Olives, that this generation shall not pass away till all these things be fulfilled. And they say, well, Coach, that sign was the reestablishment of Jerusalem, the reestablishment of Israel. Coach, that was the sign. That was the sign. Okay. What year? What was that? What year was that? 1948. 1948. And he said, the generation that sees this shall not pass away to all that be fulfilled. And so how many years is it since 1948? Can somebody help me out? I, I know. I'm just seeing a few with me. Uh, that would be uh, 75. That'd be 75 years. 75 years. How long's a generation? How long's a generation? Friends, how long's a generation? We it's saw Jerusalem reestablished in 1948. And he said, the generation that sees this shall not pass away. Well, how long is the generation? It's 40 to 50 years, Coach, at the most. 74, 75 years? It can go up to 122 also. I'm sorry, Randy, but, yeah, there's another one. A generation can last up to 120 also. Find that for me, Gino. I'd like to see that. So any, anyway, anyway, hey, folks, think about your family, your father. He gave birth to you. Well, he didn't know. <laughs> birth was given to you. That's one generation. 
And then what at what age did you begin producing the next generation? 20 years? 30? 40? Folks, you get to be over 40. You can't have babies anymore. Can't have babies. So I'm not questioning Gene. I just don't know. To me, it seems like a generation would be 30 years maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's theology. I'm asking questions. Like if it's a theory, I would, I'd like to have some proof. You say, well, coach, some of these things we'll just, we'll never we'll never know, coach. We'll never know. Jesus doesn't want us to see. Oh, okay, all right. Well, then let's quit acting like the rapture is going to come tomorrow because it's been since the. Okay, I got one more thing. We'll show you. Then I'm going to open it up and let you. Come on, let's all be friends. All right, let's all be friends. Emma had a baby at age forty-two, but yeah, but was your first one at forty-two, Emma? That's that's kind of odd for women, really. I'm not many. Oh, Paul says many have patience after fifty. Okay, all right. So fifty years in. Hey, Paul, have you had any women have babies at seventy-four years old? No, no, coach. <laughs> first babies, first children. No, okay. So that's kind of kind of my point. Now, hang on, because I want to I want to show you this. Um, this is my eschatology. Okay, where are you, coach? Pull up for me. Uh, where is it? No, 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 no. Number three. Number three. It's up the top. I got it on the Truella. Truella. This is my theology. It's at the very top, Johnny. It's the first one. There it goes. No, no. It's the very first one. Nope. The very top. It says three. Truella. LibertyActionNetwork.com, Dubai, and then three. Truella. I got the numbers out of order. <clears throat> There it is. God is building. Repent, fight, and build. Folks, this is my theology. This is about three minutes from Matt Twella. Go ahead and play it. Can't hear it. Part of Christian resistance is building. Remember Nehemiah. Repenting, fighting, building. It isn't like you do one and then the next. They're all intermingled. It's ongoing, all three. Listen, in the midst of God's judgment, he is already building. God is building during his judgment. Many people think, well, after the judgment's over, then we can build. No, God is building already while the judgment is in the land. For instance, he's judging the form of Christianity that's been prevalent in the West and here in America for decades and decades now. And he's replacing it already with a tougher, more biblical form of Christianity. That's being built in the midst of the judgment. Here's another area, the medical community. Many doctors and nurses have lost their jobs because they've stood stalwart, resolute against getting the shot. And then on the other side, there's many people who are afraid to go to hospitals. And rightly so, they've seen them for the death camps that they are. Afraid to go to their own doctors, seeing what they're like. People are being forced to coalesce and work together to build new structures. The Lord is also judging the political realm. Forever, Americans have been fixated on every four years dealing with the president, the next Supreme Court justices. What we need to realize is, is that God is building at the local level, at the county level. People are rushing in to county and local government to make a stand for freedom because they have realized 
DC is at war with them and the state officials are not going to protect them. So God in the midst of his judgment is showing many people how far they have actually wed themselves to the world's thinking and to this world's system of doing things. And they're realizing, I need to look to the scriptures and do right by God. And they're simple things. Things as simple as get married, have children, fight the tyrants, but build for Christ in the earth in the midst of it all. And people are already realizing following God's way is so much better than what this world has taught them to do. So what can look so awful at the moment? You have to understand God is working it for his purposes, for good in the earth. People have often thought the world was coming to an end and they just completely shut down. During World War I, during World War II, during the Great Depression, many people just shut down. The world's over with, they just shut down. But the world went on. And you have to understand this. When God brings his judgment, he's judging the bad things within society. And that gives us opportunity to build good things in the midst of society. And understand, far more judgment is coming upon this nation. I've seen very little repentance. Things are going to have to get worse before they get better. And how just is God's judgment? Think of it. For nearly 50 years, Americans and American Christians have sat by while the helpless preborn are murdered, while their bodies are attacked. And now the Lord is using the tyrants to attack our bodies. We didn't defend their bodies, so now our bodies are being assaulted by the state. This is a time of God's judgment upon the land. We need to draw close to him and do right by him. Good news to all of you out there. The doctrine of the lesser magistrate continues to grow by leaps and bounds, not only in America, but other nations of the world. Join with us in prayer. Join with us in repentance, in fighting, in building. We want to invite you to an evening, November 30th, here in Wisconsin, there's so much so, material to get to. You need to stop that, Johnny. Resistance to tyrants is obedience to God. Now, I'm going to tell you this. See, Matt Truella, who I consider a friend, has a kingdom philosophy, an ever-expanding kingdom. He doesn't have an evacuation theology. Now, is he right? I don't know. But I know this. If he is right, we're going to be glad he was building while most of the church was planning on evacuation, Matt Tuella was building. And that's where I stand. I don't care. I don't care about a rapture. I don't, I, I'm telling you, I couldn't care less. I'm building for my children and I, my grandchildren. And I believe that is what the Lord would have us to do. Amen. Amen. Come on in, Joe Allen. Right now, as we speak, and we're talking about end time. Put the video in the chat, please. Put the video in the chat. People like people like Chad, me, Mark Trump, that have served Jack, that served. We right now have a Democrats are putting in a bill called Enlist Act. The Enlist Act is to recruit foreigners that are coming across our borders to be in our military to come against us. They will not have no choice or or think twice of pulling the trigger on Americans. Hey, 
That's scriptural, by the way. And see, then people will say, see, that's just a sign of the end times. No, 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 no. It's a sign of judgment. It's a sign of judgment. It's what it is. Hang on. before so this I get is, my, Go ahead, Joe. This, this is what we need to start looking at here. Calling, calling your senators and saying no to this. Yeah, uh, I think I think no I think Washington sees that law. I think we have to do it. Lo- I'm with you, Joe. Got to do it locally. Hang on before I forget. Pull up number four, because this is really, really important. Really, really important. Really, really important. Hey, Randy, maybe we need to go stake the Supreme Court again. I'm serious. Maybe we need to do it again. Breaking J6 case goes to the Supreme Court after the defendants say obstruction charge was incorrectly applied. In other words, the Supreme Court of the United States has agreed to hear a J6 uh, case stating basically they have misapplied the law. Now, I don't know if you know this or not. In order for a case to get docketed, that means there are at least four justices who are in support of it. Four of them are at least in support of it. And this would be what? Overturning all of that make-believe crime that they have going on in Washington, D.C. You talk Boom. about directing a, a prayer towards something, Randy. Hey, Randy, you talk about us showing up at the courthouse and reclaiming. Huh? Folks, we need to focus in on somebody. Write a, I'm goose bumping. I can't even. Woo. Somebody needs to write us a prayer in support of this support of this that the supreme court's going to say see here's what they say the insurrection act that they're using doesn't even apply to this doesn't even apply it didn't even apply they went back and they made it up and this has made it to the supreme court where the supreme court is saying yeah you know right that insurrection act (laughs) no that doesn't that doesn't apply folks can you imagine the earthquake that will be so we need to pray for courage for those on the Supreme Court to say, to admit what? Thousands of men have been unjustly incarcerated, right? Right? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, That's man. huge, Coach. That is huge. I saw that. This is huge. Maybe we can Steve Deck, somebody. I'll come out, Craig. Maybe we need to go back and stake that place again. Maybe we, we need to have a prayer that we pray specifically that these we get these guys out of jail. Shouldn't be in jail. Two years, haven't even had a trial. Amen. I didn't have a trial. It grieves me every day. It grieves me every day. Why? Because there, but for the grace of God, that could be me. And my wife. We, we sat on the steps. We didn't go in. Republicans, Democrats, they don't give a crap. They don't give a crap. They don't give a crap. Republicans don't give a crap. They'd already got the guys out. They don't care. They don't care. Let them let them rot in jail. They don't care. They don't care. Craig Mickle, come on, in, Craig. They don't care. Damn Republicans, they don't care. Um, only thing I want to say, Coach, is I just think we need to understand the times that we're in. All right. So I put I put in the chat. Uh, people go to prophetic and and I 
I, I love prophecy. Prophecy is what intrigued me to bring me to the Lord, you know, because I was like, someone can tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Now, understanding prophecy is, well, you know, we can have a discussion about it. But I don't go to what this person said or Tim O'Hare. This is what I do. Go to Wikipedia. I put it in there. When did the Muslims conquer Jerusalem and start building the Dome of the Rock? 688 B.C. There's three numbers associated with Daniel, 1260, 1290, 1335. I'll put that in the chat. If you take 688 B.C., when they took Jerusalem, started the process, and they started it, it stopped it, you know, five years here and there. Okay. That comes to, guess what, 1948. Mm, where's, what, what what's the, brings that about 1948? Oh, that's when Israel became a... <laughs> right. Well, and I was also, uh, 1948 was Israel, right? right. And so then, then you go to 1290, right? And you come up to what, 1978? Well, what was, what was a big deal? Well, Israel signed a peace agreement with Egypt. Well, man, there was an exodus from Egypt, but that was probably the first, you know, uh, he's still with Egypt. And then you come to, you know, blessed is he who comes to the 1335 year. Well, guess what? You had 688 and 1335 and guess what? You're in 2023. That's where you're at right now. So the prophecies of Daniel, I believe, are coming. I believe the abomination and desolation is that dumb of the rock. I believe when God said uh, Jerusalem is going to be a cup of trembling for the world, that's a prophetic thing. Now, how you want to extrapolate that into today's current events, that's up to you. But I'm just here to say those dates, those numbers that's a reality we're living in right now. There's a signpost up ahead. Next stop, the twilight zone. The signposts. The signposts, right? Amen. Greg, you make my head spin. I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. You make my head spin. It's all good. Hey, where am I here? Who's up here? Jeff now. Go ahead, Jeff. I'd like to uh, refer to back to the so-called rapture. For what I understand, in my view, it's, it's a it's a non-motivator. It just gives people give an excuse. It's a non-motivator. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, if there's a rapture, can you control it? No. Can, Jeff, can he rapture you out of your bed or out of being standing in front of the abortion clinic? He could rapture you out of either place? I would think so. Yeah, I think so, too. So why do we sit home safely? Yeah. Because we don't really believe it. See? Yeah, it's. Yeah, it, it's an attack against the church to bring in the lack of motivation. No, I don't, I don't and care. right. It's not about the rapture. It's right. about theories. theories. Right. It's, it's turning. I call, it, I call it living out pre written history. Yeah. That's, that's what I call it. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, yeah. Randy, we're not rewriting it by we're living it out. That's right. Myra. Thank you. Yes, in regard to theories, it is written. Psalm one eighteen eight through 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Point number six. <clears throat> Folks, there, there is unveiling and unveiling going on. Everywhere. I'll get you, Mark, Jeff. Get you in just a second. Point number six. Look, hey, listen. Who would have ever thought, are you looking at me? Who would have ever thought the Nephilim would make mainstream media discussion? 
Watch this. Guys, you have to see this clip to believe it. Roseanne Barr and Tucker Carlson are considering the possibility that society is being wrung by the Nephilim. Yeah, check this clip out and be sure to watch to the end. The people who run our society consider themselves gods, and that's Boy, why they're they not do. explaining. They think they're more than human. Oh, obviously. Yeah, they. I, I go, they're not even human because humans care about their environment of and course. their neighbors, and humans uh, care about you know other people's children of course and humans care about living things yes but they don't do any of that and he goes because they think they're more than human oh i noticed they That's think why they they're want to live royals forever. they think they're like royals in in a rarefied sphere of dna or something above us like did they come from another planet uh, you know, when I you hear people talk, that. I can't either. But this is the podcast to speculate on it, though. Well, because some people, free. some people say, you know, a lot of religious people, they're into some deep rabbit holes of things. And I don't know. Anything. Well, you can see why they are, though. I mean, I so speaking for myself. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know if this is the Nephilim, right? I was going to say. I don't know. <laughs> okay, here we go. That's what I said. <laughs> no, no. I'm, what I, no let me just say. Heard. I said, I don't know right. anything about that stuff, okay? She I'm does. a very ordinary middle-aged <laughs> man who spent his life following politics and right. theology. But I do know that whatever's going on is very deep. Yeah. I've spent my whole life around politicians and seen decisions get made, interviewed people who run things. And what's happening now is qualitatively different so different that it's not in the same category at all no this is hurting people for the sake of hurting them this is lying for the sake of lying this is as the Power devil hates holy the water sake. they hate the truth you tell the truth about anything it almost doesn't matter what it's about it doesn't have to be about the next election right. it can right. just be about the about history for example mm -hmm. right. telling the truth about history why should that offend well, anybody that really periods where everyone's dead and we can't of course change the past so there's nothing really at stake for us now right you would think people would welcome open-minded historical inquiry to get closer to what actually happened in whatever period or in whatever event. They hate that. Yes. Well, what, what are you watching? You're watching someone who hates the truth because it's true. And there's no possible profit motive that is driving that. There's no political end that is driving that. They hate the truth because it's true. Now we're in the realm of theology. Royal bloodline. Yeah. Amen. Can you believe that? Can you believe that, folks? Amen. He said that word, Nephilim. Come on in, Mark. Boom. Yeah, Coach. So let's just put a scenario out here for everyone to think about. You are told that you have a year to live, six months to live. Okay. Well, doctors say that. They tell you your prognosis, but you don't believe it. You're like, no, I'm going to live forever. I don't believe you, doctor. But at some point, you start believing it. I'm going to die in the next few months, say six months. Now, what do you act like for the next few months? Do you keep working your nine to five? Do you act like that you, you uh, don't believe that you're going to die and you just ignore it? But if you believe it, you change. Isn't that the same as a rapture? I mean, if all you believe it, believe it. All philosophies, Don't, right? All philosophies. Yeah, yeah. If you totally believe it, wouldn't your life change to go do stuff? Yes. Because so you know, yeah, yeah, because you know that it's coming and you believe it. See, for yeah. a period of time, you might not believe it, even though you've heard it. So you keep living your life like normal. 
That's the church. Amen. So Amen. I don't think they believe it, Coach. I don't know. I, I agree with you. Mark, do you think we really believe we're going to die? I, I don't think about, people I think about do. That I could be dead next. I could be dead next week. I could be right. Do, do we really think about the reality of that? You, you're no, all going to die. It, that's right. And if you knew next week something's going to happen, you're going to go give hugs. You're going to go do this. You're going to go do that real quick. You're going to go do. And that's the frustrating part. They don't believe it, Coach. They're just using it for a hammer to divide. I think that's so too. All it's about. Well said, man. Well said. Jeff, come on in. Coach, you hear this morning about Pastor Bill. I was a few minutes late getting in here. I didn't know if you covered that. Yes. But I'll just I'll just share this. I asked the producer to pull up Psalms 3310. If he can do that. The he can. this he is can. nine months, roughly, I'm gonna say nine months that Pastor Bill's been going through this. And in the very beginning. He asked us when this all come down, when the seven agents come to his house, I carry this little card in my pocket. I wrote this down. Psalms 33, 10. This thing's getting old and dirty. It says, the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. Amen. He tasked us that nine months ago in the church in the garage. And he said, just pray this daily. We've been doing this for months. This one scripture he asked us. And as I talked to him last night, just the, whatever you want to say, joy in his heart or just hope and pray and this goes his way. Yeah. He said, JC, he said that the attorneys told me, he said, because now for a week and a half, we've been praying that the Supreme Court take his case up. We ain't heard nothing. We ain't heard nothing. We're like, what are they doing? So we've just been praying that before his court date today at 11 o'clock that we would have got the news on it. Well, he didn't get the news. He met with them attorneys last night and they basically, they basically said, uh, well, I don't think this decision is going to come down till maybe January 5th or, or past. You might already went through your arraignment before this comes out. And he's like, Oh my. So uh, he said yesterday morning, they're all praying. He's with his attorneys. They're praying early in the morning, yesterday morning. And at 10 30, that come out that the courts are going to hear it. He was so tickled. I mean, just wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't that isn't that what we've been doing? Yeah, haven't we been yep. going to the twelve federal courts? Yeah, haven't we been going to the Supreme Court? Why would we be surprised? Yep. Why would we be surprised if this would happen? Right? We get we doubt. We people are just no. Well, not only do we doubt, we don't believe in the supernatural, man. Yes, I, I, know. I believe Bill Dumphy's. Yeah. I, I we got to get. I believe Bill Dumphy's not going to go to jail. Well, that's, that's what I'm mean. asking. Everybody today at eleven o'clock. Please just take a few minutes at 11. He walks in there to see if that judge is going to give him the continuance. He said, JC, make sure you tell them on the show in the morning. I need their prayers at 11 o'clock. Praying hard that I get the continuance. That would push his case clear out till next summer. And then they can get this thing taken care of before How that. How can they not have a continuance when the Supreme Court says, well, we're looking at this. The Amen. Supreme Court ought to put a stay on all of it. Till they figure it out. I ask this, Pastor Dale. You know Pastor Bill really well. We've served in the streets together. Pastor Dale, this morning before we get out of here, would you just pray for Pastor Bill? I'd appreciate that. So would Pastor Bill. 
A absolutely. And coach is exactly the, that whole thing. That should be a continuance and a delay. And Father, the Lord's timing is impeccable. And Father, that you look down on Brother Bill, Lord, and, and just what he has been through, Father. He is not swayed in his faith, yes. his endurance toward you, God. And yes. I pray this day, Lord, also victory, victory in yes. Jesus will be handed down to Brother Bill and all of our other brothers and sisters yes. persecuted underneath this, Father God. Lord, we are winning wickedness and evil is being revealed it is being exposed and we give you the praise and the glory for the victory but lord whether we're standing or whether we're uh knocked down lord we will not sway in our faith and our zeal towards you this day you, deliver pastor bill yes. from the jaws of the enemy in yes. jesus name amen glory. amen hey amen. Chris, amen it's really impressed upon me man we got to get back and stake that Supreme Court. Somebody needs to go do that. I'll come out if you want me to. We need to go do that. Randy, come on in quickly here. Coach, I'll wait till after the show. I got something to say. It might take okay. a couple of minutes. To... Okay. 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 Uh, hey, folks, we're women. We're women. But we're not going to. Look, I was a football coach. I played all kinds of sports. Coach at all kinds. Coach all kinds of sports. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. You never, ever win a game if you think, if you give up, the game's over. You will never win a game like that. Amen. Whether we will admit it or not, <clears throat> excuse me, the theology of the American church today <clears throat> is surrender. It is surrender. There isn't anything we can do about it. And what was it we heard earlier today? He's going to reign till he's made all his enemies his footstool? <clears throat> what? He's currently reigning now, <clears throat> King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Now, <clears throat> Alpha and Omega, now, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Now, now, and the church sits around impotent. But why are we impotent? Because if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're probably right. And I'm going to tell you this, Randy, when the Holy Spirit laid that upon you, that we would go back and reclaim that court system, pull down that evil justice system. We're seeing fruit of it all around us. And you know what? When we see fruit all of us all around us, we say, well, that's just a coincidence. Wow, isn't that something? Wow, wow. So you take it, take it a little bit deeper. How in the hell are they still murdering babies when the Supreme Court said there is no right to kill a baby? Does the church care? Does the church care? Church doesn't care. Church doesn't care because we're, well, we're about to be raptured. And I'll never forget, uh, JR would know who I'm talking about. Others would know. I heard a radio pastor say 20 years ago, worse is better. I heard him say that. Worse is better. The worse it gets, the closer we are to the return of Christ. What the hell kind of attitude is that? That's stinking thinking. That's lousy Poisoned theology. I'm sorry. What's going to happen when you stand before the Lord and he unveils all of it and we look back and see what we could have done? The oh. baby died because we were waiting on the rapture, believing it's about over. The young men who were lured into homosexuality, 
because we didn't stand up and speak up. The young men who had their penises cut off because they thought they were women. The number of children raised in Christian homes who went into public schools and were taught they came from monkeys and destroyed their faith. Oh, the rapture's coming. Oh, we'll soon be out of here. It's getting so bad. Unfortunately, it ain't a victimless belief system, folks. There are victims attached to our belief. If the rapture comes, I'm out of here. But in the meantime, I'm going to work while the sun shines because the day cometh when no man can work. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.